Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. I am so glad you're joining me here on the Bible in Life. My name is John Whitaker. If this is our first time meeting, if this is the first time for you listening to the podcast, welcome. I am glad you're here. The Bible in Life is designed specifically to help you really dig into the scriptures and understand it in the context of everyday life. It's what I like to call blue jeans theology, where we study the Bible in the language of everyday life, in the context of everyday life, so that we can follow Jesus right in the midst of our everyday life. And that's what this whole podcast is about. That's really what my whole online Bible teaching ministry is about. So if you are new, man, I'm glad you're here. If you've been around for a long time listening to the podcast and you've benefited from it in some way, and you've never offered a a review or anything like that on Apple Podcasts, man, that would be super meaningful and helpful. It just helps uh, other people find the podcast and help gives it a little bit more credibility online. And so if if you've been impacted in some way, you might swing over and do a review and rate the podcast there on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're listening on another platform that allows you to do that, you might do it there as well. On this episode, I just want to really offer a simple reflection and encouragement, a reminder, if you will, to all of us about why it's so important uh, that we root our lives in the scriptures and why it's so important that we uh, spend time with the scriptures. And really, for me personally, why it is that I, I'm doing what I'm doing, offering these podcasts or having the listeners commentary or even some of the online courses I have, all to help people really dig in and understand the scriptures and study it more fully and immerse themselves in it. So this episode is really, in some ways, sort of a let's go back to square one sort of episodes and remember why this is important. And part of it grows out of uh, just some stuff I'm personally thinking about and reflecting on, particularly um, from my own kind of morning Bible experience. Um, I have been trying to find a time to exercise regularly because I spend so much time sitting in a chair, reading, studying, recording, and everything else. And it's just hard on the body. So I've been trying to find a time to do that over the last couple of years. And I've just been really inconsistent. And personally, what my experience has been is the things that are really important that I just need to get done, I need to get done in the morning before the day gets going. And so knowing that, I decided, okay, I'm just going to set my alarm earlier, start getting up earlier so I can read the Bible, pray. I've got a bad back, so i got to do back exercises on a regular basis. And then once I do all that, then I'm going to go to the gym. And then I'm going to come back and get started with my day. So that's kind of become my routine over the last um, month or so. And uh, what I've been doing while I'm at the gym is... Uh, I've just been listening to the Old Testament. I struggle reading the Old Testament um, consistently because I feel like the Old Testament is best read in big chunks. It's just the nature of the genres of the text of the Old Testament to read it in big chunks. And so it's better to read it in three, four, five chapter chunks. So I'm like, hey, if I'm going to the gym consistently while I'm working out for 30 minutes or so, I can listen to the Old Testament and therefore I can kind of immerse myself afresh in the Old Testament. So I've been doing that. And in half an hour, you can get through quite a bit, right? Like depending on the length of the chapters, I get through uh, eight to 10 chapters, a workout session. So you can get through quite a bit. And so uh, I have been listening to Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. And uh, Deuteronomy was loved by Jesus. In fact, it seems he, he 
quotes it a number of times in his, his teachings or in the Gospels. And Jesus just knew it, right? He was immersed in it. In fact, it's pretty evident that Jesus was meditating on the book of Deuteronomy during his 40 days of fasting and prayer before he launched his ministry. Uh, we know that because the quotes that he offers from Scripture to combat the temptations of the devil all come from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and chapter 8. And so he was at least meditating on Israel's experience in the wilderness and their unfaithfulness in the wilderness. And here's Jesus in the wilderness, and he's going to be faithful where, where Israel was not faithful in the wilderness. And part of that is he's meditating on the, their story of wilderness struggle and temptation and failure. And so when the devil tempts him, he quotes from the book of Deuteronomy. So I've been listening to the book of Deuteronomy, and man, it's uh, just super super powerful about how how just repeatedly Moses um, encourages the people to listen to, to know, to do, to take to heart God's words. So let me just read you some excerpts from that. Uh, and then I want to jump into some other text really to make this point. Notice what he says, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Moses says, now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the judgments, which the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you so that you may do them in the land where you're going over to take possession of it so that you and your son and your grandson will fear the Lord to keep his statutes and his commandments, which I commanded you all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged. Notice that, that if you just listen to the Lord and do it, it's going to add years to your life, he says. And he wants it to be not just for this immediate generation, but for your son and for your grandson. And notice he ties there that um, listening to the commandments of the Lord and doing the commandments of the Lord is an expression of fearing the Lord and honoring him. Uh, he goes on in chapter 6, verse 4, and this is where we get the Shema, right? The well-known um, Hero Israel text out of Deuteronomy 6, it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. And then he says this, These words which I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall repeat them diligently to your sons and speak of them when you sit in your house and when you walk on the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Notice that, that every facet of life, as you go about your life, you're to be talking about the commands of the Lord and thinking about the commands of the Lord and passing them on to your kids and shaping your family that way. Verse 8, you shall tie them uh, as a sign on your hand, they shall be like frontlets on your forehead. In other words, in your in your working and in your thinking, it's going to be full of scripture. Uh, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That your life is just saturated in scripture. Um, and he, here in uh, Deuteronomy says, and guess what? And the Lord will bless you for it, right? Like there's a blessing that comes with it. Um, and this is all throughout Deuteronomy. That's Deuteronomy chapter 6. Jesus quotes that when he's there in the wilderness for his temptations. Deuteronomy chapter 8, the same sorts of things. He says, Deuteronomy 8, all the commandments that I'm commanding you today, you shall be careful to do so that you may live and increase and go in and take possession of the land which the Lord swore to give to your forefathers. 
A little later in chapter 8, verse 11, he says, Be careful that you do not forget the Lord by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied and you build good houses and you live in them, when your herds and your flocks increase and your silver and your gold increase, everything you have increases, then your heart will become proud and you'll forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Don't do that. Remember the Lord. Take his commands to heart. And over and over and over again through these early chapters of Deuteronomy, Moses just reminds them of how powerful and how important it is that they don't forget the commands of the Lord. Another example of this is Deuteronomy chapter 11, right? Right at the beginning, you shall therefore love the Lord your God and always keep his directive, his statutes, his ordinances, and his commandments. Know this day that I'm speaking not with your sons who have not known and who have not seen the discipline of the Lord your God, his greatness, his mighty hand, and his outstretched arm, right? And he goes on to recount what happened um, with Pharaoh and Egypt. But I'm speaking to you, and you know it. You saw it. And so he says, you shall therefore keep every commandment which I'm commanding you today so that you may be strong and go in and take possession of the land to which you are about to cross to possess it. Um, Verse 13, it shall come about if you listen obediently to my commands, which I'm commanding you to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and soul. Then he'll provide rain for your land in its season, the early and late rain, so that you may gather your grain, new wine and oil. He's going to provide grass in the field for your cattle. Like you're going to be blessed because you've listened to his commands and taken his words to heart. And this is just a repeated refrain throughout Scripture, not just here in Deuteronomy, but all throughout Scripture we hear this. So listen, for example, to these words from Joshua, like the next book after Deuteronomy. Here's what's said in Joshua chapter 1. The setting is Joshua is speaking to Israel as they're getting ready to enter into the land of Canaan. And it says this, it says, um, verse 7, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right or to the left so that you may achieve success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do all that's according to it. For then your way will be prosperous. Then you will have success. We hear the same thing, for example, in Psalm chapter 1, right? Like, how blessed is the person who doesn't walk in the way of the wicked or stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of water, which uh, yields its fruit in its season, and everything he does, he prospers, right? Psalm chapter 1, the scriptures routinely say, that God's word is our life source, that we need it. You hear it in the New Testament as well, right? We see Jesus meditating on it and quoting it there in his temptations. But when Jesus teaches, for example, the Sermon on the Mount, he ends it by saying, look, do this, do this. Don't just hear it, but put it into practice. Make it the thing your life is built on. And then your life will be built on a rock if you hear it and do this. And when life gets hard, it's not going to come crashing down around you. That it's your source of strength and security and stability. It's your life source. Um, and the scriptures routinely tell us this. So that's the reminder, all right? That's the encouragement to us that the scriptures 
are central to our life. If we are going to be faithful to God in the midst of this world, we need to root our life in the word of God. We need to hear it and we need to heed it to the best of our ability. Now, how do we do that? How can we be people whose lives are genuinely, deeply, and sincerely rooted in the scriptures? Well, bare minimum, we're going to have to read it, right? We're going to have to read it regularly. Um, that's what is, where we're going to start, is be people who take the word of God in. You're not going to do it if you don't know it. And the reality is, is we're really good at posting little scriptures that come through our news feed. We think, ooh, that's kind of cool. And the little meme strikes us or a little scripture in that moment encourages us. Bam, we post that little scripture. But we don't know the context. We're not saturated with the story of it. We don't even know where that verse is found. We just like the sound of it. And we stuck it there. What we're going to have to do is more than that. We're going to have to immerse ourselves in it. So how can we read the Bible in a way that's going to help us um, really experience the wisdom and the life-giving, life-changing nature of it. So let me just offer a few suggestions here on this episode of the podcast. The first is this, that we're going to have to read it consistently, not haphazardly, not occasionally, not once in a while, right? We're not going to just read it when we feel like it. We're going to read it consistently. My admonition to that is to try to do it more often than not. Like anything, if you, if you work out four out of seven days, more often than not, you're going to ha be, have better physical fitness. You're going to feel better, right? Well, the same is true with reading scripture. We should read it consistently, which means we should aim for at least more often than not, four days a week. We should read the Bible and think about what we're reading. So read it consistently. Another way we should read the scriptures to really help us experience the life-giving nature of it is we should read it faithfully. Uh, and what I mean by that is we should read it in a way where we're really listening closely to what's being said. Uh, we recognize that like any form of communication, we got to pay close attention to make sure we understand what someone is trying to communicate to us. If if my wife is trying to communicate to me and I'm distracted either by what's on TV or what's on my phone and I don't really hear it, I'll miss the message. She'll know I missed the message. Usually she'll point it out that I'm not really listening, right? Like we've got to read the scriptures faithfully, really working hard to hear what's said. Some of it's pretty clear and some of it's easy to understand. We can get that. Some of it's a little confusing and we're going to have to dig in a little bit more and try to understand it. If you've ever read the scriptures and you're like, man, I'm confused by that. I need help. I need a guide. That's part of what this podcast is about. But even more, my other podcast, The Listener's Commentary on the New Testament, is an attempt to provide that guide, just walk you paragraph by paragraph, chunk by chunk through the books of the New Testament, helping you understand the background and the big context so that you can really get what's being said and to try to do it in a really clear, down-to-earth sort of way. So if you feel like, I'm just trying to figure out what the, the Bible even says, you might check out the listener's commentary on the New Testament that might be helpful to you because we're going to have to read it faithfully, hearing what's actually said to us. So read it consistently, read it faithfully. Uh, I would also add to that that we need to read it relationally. That when you're reading the Bible, uh, it's because of the Bible's nature, 
because of the nature of that we're brought into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, when we read the Bible, we're not just reading it alone. We're reading it in the presence of God as communication ultimately from God. Yes, it had human authors, but those human authors inspired by God were communicating what God wanted to say. So we want to read it relationally. That is in relationship with God. We want to talk to God about what we're reading. We want to pray about it. And as we read the text, if there's things in it that, that like convict us, let's just admit that and own that and confess that to God. And God, I, I need to do more of, or I'm sorry that I haven't been, or whatever it is, we confess that and talk to God about that. If something encourages us, we can just express our gratitude and thank God for it, right? Like we read it re- relationally by talking to God about what we're hearing his word say to us. And so in this way, we recognize we're reading scriptures right in the presence of, right in relationship with God himself. So read it relationally, read it consistently, read it faithfully. And then the last little bit I would say, my last encouragement would be to read it transformationally. That the goal of all of this is not just to know scripture, that knowing scripture is a means to a greater end. And the greater end is knowing Jesus, but specifically knowing him by becoming like him, like loving him and loving his character and loving his ways so that he changes us and he transforms us. And so we want to read the Bible transformationally, um, applying it to our life, seeing where it intersects with Uh, our family situation, our financial situation, our social situation, our neighborhood situation, and say, man, what would it look like for me to actually live this out right here in my immediate context where I live? We want to read it, implementing it. Like we're, we're not just hearing it, we're heeding it. You hopefully heard that in the passages from Deuteronomy, that we want to know it, listen to it, have it on our heart so that we can do it. And that's the idea of reading it transformationally. We're we're submissive to the word. Okay, I want to arrange myself under it. If this is what scripture says, then what would it look like to do it? And if we find that we're not quite capable of doing it, well, then let's just take steps where we can, begin to do what we can, and figure out what's keeping us from doing it more fully. And step by step, inch by inch, the Lord will change our life and change our character so that we're increasingly more like Jesus from the inside out. And that's the goal. The goal is to take God's word, to read it, not so we can just check it off and say we've been spiritual or religious. It's not just to impress people with our Bible knowledge. Ultimately, the goal of reading the Bible is a means to a greater end of becoming like God, becoming like Christ, living with his love and his wisdom in this world. So, Uh, The scriptures are our life sources, God's people. We're never going to fully become like Jesus. We can't live as a disciple of Jesus if we won't immerse ourselves in the teachings of scripture. And that means we need to read it consistently. We need to read it faithfully. We need to read it relationally. We need to read it transformationally so that Jesus can come fill our heart, mind, and soul, and we can become like him from the inside out. So that's my encouragement to you this week here on The Bible in Life is to to not be slack in reading the scriptures. 
to set up a regular time and a regular place and read the scriptures regularly. Let them wash over your soul. Um, read them on your own. Pray about what you're reading. Listen to them while you're driving around or while you're working out and talk to God about what you're reading and let God's word shape your mind and your heart and your soul so that you become like Jesus from the inside out. All right, thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Bible in Life. Thanks for uh, being a part of the Bible in Life family. For those of you who support this ministry, thanks a ton for that. Couldn't do it without you. We are, after all, a crowd-funded Bible teaching effort. And so those of you who uh, are supporting this, you make this possible, and you're impacting people all around the world. So thanks a ton for that. God bless you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week in Christ. I look forward to talking to you again next week.